This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the Soulfully Casual Podcast. I am your host, Matty Ice, and it's always great to be Friday, isn't it? And this is kind of an interesting weekend coming up. It's like the first weekend, I think, of the year that feels special. If you're somebody who likes football or even somebody who just likes watching the Super Bowl in general, this is kind of a fun weekend, right? And it's interesting because when I think about the Super Bowl, it makes me think about that was the last time I was around a large group of people. I don't count the birth of my son because going to a hospital is never really a place that you choose to go to. I mean, obviously, I was happy to be there because we were having my son, but it isn't a place where I'd say, you know, if I had to pick the last social gathering that I was at, I think I want to spend it in a maternity ward. That's not really what you're looking for. But a Super Bowl party, they happen every year. I know that we don't necessarily have one every year or even go to one every year, but knowing that the option is there is always cool. And it's just, you know, fun because nobody really has a stake in the game if you're going to somebody's house who doesn't have a team in the race. And it's just nice to kind of hang out. You watch the game. A lot of people watch the halftime show and all that. And plus the food. I mean, I will actually say, I think that my wife is most excited about Super Bowl Sunday because she gets to make this banging buffalo chicken dip every year. And it's so good, y'all. So good. Anyway, I digress. Hit me up on email if you want that recipe. But that was the last time I was really around people. And it's interesting how that has become sort of like a a mark or a line in the sand about when the last time I was around people. And to think that that was a year ago, a, a year ago, like I haven't been in a large group setting in a year. And it's, it just baffles me. You know, we're here in February now and it's the first Friday in February and we're still in pandemic. We've turned over the presidency. We have a new administration. And I have to also say, how great is it that we haven't heard a peep out of the president? And I mean that in the way of whenever I heard the word president the four years prior, I would think, oh, good, what now? It's nice that the president and the administration is doing work. They're not tweeting. They're not talking about all of these things that are just outlandish. They're not giving themselves all their credit. They're just working. They're working for the people. You don't have to agree with what they're doing. It's just nice to know that they're working, which is not something I'm not sure that the previous administration did much of in four years. But anyway, and so when I think about the Super Bowl, I get a lot of good feelings. As somebody who grew up in the New England area, I was born and raised in Bristol, Rhode Island. You know, I was a Boston Red Sox fan, New England Patriots fan. And for the most of my childhood, up until I got to college, I didn't really know what winning felt like. There was a couple blips on the radar here and there, but mostly the teams weren't very good or there was some type of heartbreak that went along with it. Especially if you ask my father, he wouldn't talk about the 1986 World Series for reasons that I didn't understand until 2003. But, um, you know, the Super Bowl is a nice thing, and there's a lot of nice stories that come out of it. But, you know, I can't really help but think about other things, you know, outside of football. So, if those of you listening are football fans, you know that a team, the Seattle Seahawks, had a player recently who was arrested on some of the most heinous things I think I've ever seen. I believe his name is Chad Wheeler, and he is a backup offensive lineman for the Seahawks. And he was uh, accused and arrested for essentially attempted murder on his girlfriend. Um, And this happens all too frequently in this country. 
uh, men exert their power over women in a way that is not just emotional it's physical uh, and in this particular case you know this person was sitting apparently eating breakfast i think it was a bowl of cereal and this woman who was bat battered beaten broken and he said oh i'm surprised you're still alive about i think it was 2013 uh there was a baltimore ravens player named ray rice who had was the first I, and i think of it like high profile case of the nfl having to deal with this at least the current regime of the nfl having to deal with this so publicly and ray rice was accused of beating his girlfriend or at least you know physically striking his girlfriend while they were out i think what makes that incident stand out to me is the fact that there was a video to go with it and i remember seeing the video looking up the video and it was just horrifying it was a larger man i mean running backs in the nfl are not are, they're small by football standards but they're not small by you know human genetic standards uh, especially next to another woman and he just struck her in the face with a right hand and i just remember feeling gutted i, I couldn't believe what i had seen well fast forward to today and i felt even worse when i saw these pictures uh, there's some part of me that felt like I wish that I hadn't seen it uh, but then there's a, a huge part of me that is happy that I've seen it because it's something that I really wanted to understand I wanted to be more aware of many different aspects of uh, people's lives that I'm not you know experiencing and I think the abuse on women whether it's emotional or physical is just all too common and in this particular case, to see a 300 and something pound human being um, choke, punch, beat up another person is one thing. That's that's just crazy. But a woman that he outweighs by almost 200 pounds to the point that he was surprised that she was still alive. That makes me sick, ladies and gentlemen. It really does. I just I can't even imagine what it would be like to get to the point that I would do that to somebody. And. I think about the NFL now, and I know that I said that, you know, the Super Bowl was good vibes, but there's there's a few things about the NFL specifically that have bothered me for the last couple of years. And it's really the amount of people that are on the rosters that are seemingly bad human beings. And I know that not everybody, not everything is black and white and not everybody is a good or a bad person, but there have been some truly graphic stories some truly horrifying stories of these players who are getting paid a lot of money i don't generally complain about how much money they make because it's all relative the markets are different for each of these jobs and so forth and i understand that compared to a heart surgeon you know these football players are not doing the same thing or they're you know, they're not creating nearly the same value but within the market in which they exist as an economics major i understand that and it's all relative but they're getting paid a lot of money to play a sport and i think there are you know a good number of those folks who think that they have something more than a lot of other human beings there's a sense of entitlement there and you see that manifest itself in many ways in one ways is this you know abuse and i think what also stands out about this particular situation it is a white man beating a black woman and the optics of that and the morality around that are just horrible they're they're absolutely awful like i i think about my wife sitting with my child and i could never in a million years think about laying a hand on her let alone doing that much damage to her that i would be surprised that she was alive 
And there have been some details that have come out about this person being bipolar, mental health issues. And I am somebody who is uh, a lot more forgiving when it comes to those things because I know myself what mental health struggles can do to you. I am not diagnosed bipolar. I am not diagnosed anything. I just struggle like a lot of people with my emotions and things from my past. But there's nothing, not even a diagnosis like that, that could make me feel okay about this, that could condone this. And I think the NFL, in a lot of ways, has turned a blind eye to that. I think they've turned a blind eye to a lot of people doing things that you know other human beings should be thrown in jail for, and they let them continue to play. A really good instance of this that I have different feelings than a lot of people on is Michael Vick. So I think I've mentioned on the show that I went to Virginia Tech. I'm a proud alumnus of Virginia Tech, and Michael Vick went, also went to Virginia Tech. Back in the late 2000s, I think, he was uh, arrested in a large ring, um, you know, for dog fighting. And as a dog owner myself, that is something that, that hurt me really bad, for sure. Because thinking about a helpless animal, you know, doing some of those things and being treated that way, it just, it, I can't. Like, it, it, I, I can't even watch those Sarah McLaughlin commercials that get me to donate the money. I'm sobbing too much for me to donate the money, so I don't think they really thought that plan through. But one thing that stands out about the Michael Vick incident is how much he did after the fact that was genuine and remorseful. And a lot of times when somebody gets caught doing something, there is an apology to or there is a lot of this reconciliation work that goes on. But you know it's because they got caught and it's really because they're worried about making money. But Michael Vick has continued to do that to this day. And he was able to get another job and get paid. And I know a lot of people who were did that did not sit well with them. They did not want to watch the NFL again because they let a dog killer come back on the sidelines. I totally get it. I just felt a little bit differently at the time. But it's a little bit different now when you hear these stories about the allegations of abuse, the rapings. Uh, you know, there's there's been instances in which um, you know an NFL, a former NFL receiver, drunk drunkenly killed a man with his car, and basically said, "Well, he wasn't in the crosswalk." And these people are still employed they're still able to go out and make a living. They're still able to make these teams and contribute. In this Super Bowl, Antonio Brown is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I can't tell you how much I loathe that man because the messages that came out that he sent to people that accused him of pretty bad stuff. I mean, pulling out your genitals in front of a woman unsolicited, like who friggin' does that? I mean, I joke about the fact that I've been the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life and never thought to do that. Like, it just never occurred to me. So the fact that so many of these dudes feel that that's the way to go about themselves, it's just, it's crazy. And it just, it takes a little bit of the shine off of the Super Bowl for me. It takes a little bit of the shine off the sport in general because I don't root for those players. I know as a Patriots fan, I don't want those players on my team. When the Patriots did get Antonio Brown after he was cut by the Raiders, you know, he was cut by the Raiders for doing really weird shit. Excuse my language. He wasn't cut for some of the other things unless they knew about it then and we just didn't know. And all those allegations came out and I thought, I don't care how good he is. I just want them to cut this guy. Like I can't even begin to tell you how much I want him to cut this guy. And then he did us all a favor by essentially harassing her via text message. And so they cut him. And I know Tom Brady wasn't happy, but I can tell you that Tom Brady might be part of the problem. As much as I like Tom as a football player, there's so much more to life than football, man. Like, seriously. I know, no, I know that you're the greatest of all time and all of that, but these are some reprehensible human beings that you're helping out. And everybody deserves a second chance. 
but do they deserve a second chance in some of these instances where they cross a line? This dude for the Seahawks should never get another chance. I'm out there saying that now. Like, if if you want to go look up the pictures, be warned they are very graphic and they are they're hurtful and they're unsettling. Like, if you're gonna go look them up, please do not do that lightly. Uh, it was jarring and it still is jarring and I can't look at them again because I've seen enough. I really have. And what I'm really hoping is that at some point, the NFL starts to get in line with what's going on around them. There's been so much stuff about social justice, uh, the Colin Kaepernick incident. So I have a lot of people that I know who are firmly in the camp that Colin Kaepernick is a terrible quarterback. So him disgracing the American flag is you know bad and all of that stuff. I get it. You can have that opinion. I don't necessarily disagree with you or think that you're wrong. But I do feel that he was speaking to a platform that is a lot bigger than I think what people really understood. And the messenger wasn't that great. But for years, the NFL basically made it seem like he couldn't get a job because of all of these things, when what he is really getting after is a larger cause that the NFL should care about. And I implore them to care about this issue. I really do. I understand that the NFL cannot be, you know, judge, jury, and executioner all at the same time, that there has to be a place for the legal system to step in to do its part. However, one thing the NFL can do is not employ these people. And I understand that the legal process has to take its toll and take its time and all that stuff. And there are loopholes in the legal process that make it so that these allegations go away. And there are false allegations. I totally get that. But when you have two teams now, one with Antonio Brown, the other one with Tyreek Hill, who had his own incident, which was not very good, um, it just makes it harder to root for these guys. It makes it harder to root for the product in general because the product should be caring about what all human beings care about. And I understand that the NFL's bottom line is based off of how much money they can make off the game of football. But those of us, wa those of us watching the game of football, we're human beings. You know how many people are probably watching the game of football who have been abused by somebody, who have been raped by somebody, who have had something like this happen to them that they've never spoken about, and then they see stories like this, and they see it get swept under the rug. Why? What is that doing? What service is that doing to anybody? How many people are watching that now and just can't believe that this is happening again? And it's not just in football. It just happens to be a football story and it happens to be Super Bowl weekend, which is why I'm talking about it. But think about all of the women who have had some type of incident happen to them, whether it's this type of abuse, emotional abuse or anything. I mean, there's even, you know, stories about Marilyn Manson being extremely uh, hostile in his relationships. Not surprised, but it still isn't good. We need to make these less common. We need to make them more heard. And the NFL can do its part to speak out against this. Like, I really feel as if they need to do something over this weekend, not just to talk about the pandemic, not just to talk about social justice, but they need to talk about this incident and say, we completely disagree with this. And we are going to take a hard stand against anybody who is accused of this type of thing. I don't care if it's unpaid leave or whatever, but you just can't keep reemploying these guys. And the reason why this person got cut because they were a backup offensive lineman like you can't you you can't survive that as a backup offensive lineman but i do ask this question what if that was russell wilson on that team the star quarterback what if it's the star wide receiver the star running back does it change things it shouldn't they should all be treated equal but i think that it does change things because each player on that team represents a different value 
your star quarterback is taking up a lot of your capital and therefore they're more valuable so you're more likely or more incentivized to want to sweep that under the rug but it shouldn't happen that way these players should be held accountable for their actions the same way that they are held accountable for their bad play on the field i mean if coaches like bill belichick would get on these players the same way for these types of things off the field as they do when they make a mistake on the field i think that the product would be a lot better off like i don't necessarily need everybody to be squeaky clean but there are some lines i feel like that just should not be crossed like if you're on an nfl team and you have had an allegation of abusing a child get out of that locker room like i don't want any part of that at all I would actually denounce the New England Patriots if I found out that they were harboring something like this. Hell, it's bad enough that they drafted Aaron Hernandez, and I don't know what they knew or what they didn't know. I lean towards the fact that they knew a lot more than they did, and they still had him on there because the culture of winning is so much more important. And I think that's an interesting concept coming into the Super Bowl, the culture of winning, because you're looking at two guys, Patrick Mahomes and, and Tom Brady, who are looking at being looked at through the lens of winning. Their immortality is being measured on a stick of wins and losses. And when we see them outside of football, we think of them only in that football context. We don't think about them in their home life. We don't think about them in the other ways. I mean, Tom Brady got to skate for a lot of years because he was a Trump friend. I don't know whether he was a Trump supporter in the same way that a lot of people have overtly been a Trump supporter, but it is difficult to have a friendship with somebody who is so anti what human decency in America really is all about. He never really had to answer for that. He basically took the MAGA hat out of his locker room and that was it. Same thing with Belichick. But I think a lot of players need to answer more for their actions than the NFL is allowing. And I understand that there's suspensions and they lose pay and all of that stuff, but think about it. Think about what Chad Wheeler did to his, his girlfriend and think about how he almost killed her. It was attempted murder. Should he be allowed to earn in that sport again? No, not for me. Should he be in jail? Yeah, he should be. Now, if he goes to jail, he comes back and he, you know, repents and he does all the right things similar to Michael Vick. I'm never going to forget that incident, but it's at least going to help in the idea that he can be a better person. But should he ever be a football player again at the highest professional level? Think about that. These people are allowed to exist with these things on their records at the highest professional level. If I at my job did what this guy did to his wife and I was accused of it, I would be fired. Like it wouldn't even be a conversation. It wouldn't be, well, is he a backup or a starter? I would just be fired. And I'd be almost nearly unemployable after that. Even if I got off on, even if I was acquitted on some, you know, technicality or something like that, that stays with you forever. And especially if you are somebody who has done it, you're not going to stop doing it. You're right. There's a lot of repetitive behavior that goes on there. I just want the NFL to make their players accountable to clean up this type of thing because we should be focused more on the good vibes because we know that these people are you know, mostly good people. But when we know that there are guys on this uh, on these sidelines that are, you know, have been accused of this and some people, some of them, there's evidence of the fact, but the court systems got them off. It really makes the game less enjoyable and it really shouldn't do that. Um, you know, I, I know I got a little heavy before the weekend. A lot of people are looking to kind of party over the weekend. It doesn't mean that the Super Bowl can't be fun. 
I know that I'm going to enjoy watching it and I can sort of separate the art from the artist as it were when it comes to watching football because the game of football to me is aesthetically pleasing. I like watching it. And while we're at it, um, on Tuesdays, you know, my friends Cleve and Dave and I do a podcast called Political Football where we break down the NFL games. Uh, we're winding that down because obviously the season is going to be over, uh, but we're looking forward to coming back in the offseason around the draft and then get things started when the season starts up. So if you want to listen to what work we did this past offseason, you can find that on a lot of different platforms. So definitely check it out. Um, before I get off the, the air here, I just want to talk about connection. Um, I definitely want to hear from you, especially on this topic. Um, is there somebody you know that has gone through something like this? Have you personally gone through something like this? Um, I'd love to hear about it because I want to highlight these stories and let people know that it's a lot more common than you think that it is. And this person, you know, on the Seahawks is getting a lot of attention because they play a very public sport. Their profession is very public, but there's millions of women who have had something like this happen to them and they have no platform. They have no voice. And if I can make my show that platform and voice, I want to do that. Uh, email the show, soulfully.casual at gmail.com. Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast. And as always, hit up www.maddieicemedia.com for my show and all your other podcasting needs, including political football. Um, you know, it's been a good episode. I hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll be back to Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays next week. Enjoy your Super Bowl party if you're going to one. Be safe, and as always, I will see you all down the road.